Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt, we've got another exciting return guest. Yes. I think this is going to be the first and maybe the only time that our guest did some serious damage to themselves due to the song that we're talking about. Uh, Kelly, we hinted at this when you were with us on the last album, but what is... What is the reason that I may have said you need to be on our lasagna episode? Oh, man. Yeah, thank you for uh, making me relive my trauma. Um, yeah, I was uh, mentioning it to my husband last night. I was like, here's why they chose me for this song, if you don't remember. And he was like, oh, how kind of them. Um, but yeah, my my personal connection to the song Lasagna is it was the song I was listening to on my CD player when I was 13. Home Alone, uh, dancing voraciously throughout my house, uh, and twisted my ankle so badly that it's never healed. (laughs) Oh, no. So initially, we thought it was just a sprain, um, which was also diagnosed by my, now that I look back on it, not very good next door neighbor pediatrician. (laughs) Um, She was like, walk it off. It's fine. Uh, but when I sprained it again, like three months later, I finally got like a series of x-rays and stuff. And I gave myself what's called an avulsion fracture, wow. which means that the uh, the ligament actually tore off a little piece of bone with it when you uh, <laughs> when you sprained it. And uh, because they didn't know that, it healed wrong. So it just means that I sprain it over and over and over again. <laughs> That's magical. That's Does so funny. Al, I assume Al knows this story at this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's read my book, so he's had to digest and deal with this information, whether he's retained it or not. I mean, that's I just something that him. Al has to live with now, you yeah. know? Yeah, if he caused me He has to live harm. with the knowledge of what he did to you. Yeah. If you wonder why he never plays lasagna when he comes to Philly, it's because he knows that Kelly might be there and he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. I won't control myself. I will start dancing and he'll be like, no, I think to again. me, the reason why I wanted you to be on the show about this, beyond that, I mean, I, I remember reading that in the book and being like, oh, you have to do lasagna then. But... <laughs> I guess to me, it's like, it's a fun song, but like of all the songs to injure yourself dancing in the <laughs> Owl catalog, it, it's not the first one that would come to mind. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, but I, it feels oddly appropriate though, too, because it's so like 
goofy and re- and just like it does make you want to sort of dance yeah. around the room in this in that sort of I don't know I I believe it I get it yeah I tried to capture myself in the way that I remembered dancing around my house which yeah. is like total full body flailing yeah because when you're home alone and you're that young and you're carrying your uh, no skip CD player <laughs> you're like I'm gonna go for it yeah absolutely which, I used to love I mean, those no skip CD players but oh, I feel like they. I definitely had some skips happen uh, on it my notes. It was the worst <laughs> thing ever because it made you like, like check out my no skip player and you just shake it while like, playing it. it yeah. And it like, even if it didn't skip, then at the end you'd open it up and be like, why does my CD look like shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's because you're still damaging it while you, it's like, it was not, yeah, not a like, good marketing scheme. I scratch a CD? <laughs> I also, this was like, I'm sure every child of the nineties did this, but that, that move that to me was so entertaining to like hit, the button to eject like like if you had like the open top open mm. top while it's still playing for a couple seconds and it's like still <laughs> spinning and slowing down it's like that probably did so much damage to those cds versus the oh, proper yeah. like hit stop and then open it yeah totally. what, what hubris <laughs> we had. well that you know, was you're making me think about now too is like if i was listening to that whole album lasagna's like halfway through yeah so I'm like charged up from the first half of this album and then started just losing my mind to the point that I slipped on carpet so bad and thinking about it for 20 years. Oh, so you you were on a playthrough of the full record and lasagna was just where yeah, the incident happened. It wasn't yeah. one of those like you were just obsessed and you were just looping lasagna. You yeah, were in a like lasagna all, loop. All of these things are possible. I did have that lock repeat button on that. Yeah, season. I was saying I remember that feature too. This just mm-hmm. don't stop playing this song for me. So we can't play our hand just yet. We'll we'll save this for good old days. But I am curious, in the grand scheme of Al releases, would you rank even worse as one of the top ones for you? That is an interesting question. I do think this album has some real strong entries and some real like dark horse songs that I personally love a lot. Uh, so yeah, I think this this ends up being in the maybe the upper tier of of all the albums. So far covering this one, I feel like at this point in the record and and knowing what we have coming up, it's not one that I think of in this lens, but there really isn't like I don't think that there's really any serious bad songs on it. Like I think it's all killer. <laughs> like there's no filler on it at all. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the track listing right now, and it's, and it's been pretty solid so far in our yeah. in our rundown here. We, yeah, like even something like "Dare to Be Stupid" that we loved. Like there are like one or two songs where I'm like, ah, this is maybe yeah. not like like I'm like I there's not a song on here that I'd be like, oh, well, the album would be better if this song wasn't there. Like I'm like, no, this is a pretty across the board. Yeah. Like they're all they're all good. I agree. Fun fact about this song is that it's one of the only parodies where Al gets sole writing credits. Yeah, I don't think I really processed that until I was reading about it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is just a folk song. So it's funny, yeah. I had to check because I read online that, again, this is a public domain folk song, so he did not have to ask permission. But if you look on Wikipedia in most places, it credits Al and Richie Valens as the writers on this track. So I busted out my copy of Even Worse on Vinyl, which I'm yes. holding up right now. And uh, I checked the credits, and it, it does specifically say that this is just Al. Yeah. So he did not have to give anybody credit. That might be, it's definitely the first that we've seen so far. It might be the only time in the whole career so far. I really think it is. Yeah. Because yeah. 
because I think it's in the style of the way that Richie Valens popularized the song, but that doesn't. It, 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 no, I think it's Los Lobos. Los Lobos was closer because yeah. that was the one that came out in the 80s around the right. La Bamba movie, which is probably why this was a cultural, r- culturally mm-hmm. relevant song for him to do at this point in right. time. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's I, I have. OK, so we're going to get into all of this, but I have a lot of like. <laughs> mildly traumatic memory around the song La Bamba and the first one I don't know why glad we all have here we go yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I also have sprained my ankle many times so I really identify (laughs) with you on that it's a horrible horrible thing um but uh when I was a kid this is like you know you have these sort of isolated early memories from your childhood of like there's no context around it it's just a moment in time that you remember and I have a memory of my cousin one of my cousins who had just been given an acoustic guitar and he was so excited about it and he could play the chords of La Bamba because it's pretty straightforward and it was popular at that time. And he's playing La Bamba and out of nowhere, he decides to like rock out a bit and pulls the neck of the guitar back and clocked me right in the face. Oh. And I just cried and cried and cried. And I was very, very upset. So that's that's traumatic memory number one about La Bamba. Um, <laughs> traumatic memory number two about La Bamba is, and this is a lot less traumatic, but it's still a story worth telling. I've mentioned before how I used to work at a record store and, uh, at the record shop, sometimes if a title came in that was kind of rare or desirable or collectible in some way, but it was a little bit scratched or scuffed up, we would play test it to make sure it played through before we sold it. Cause we tried to guarantee that things were, you know, work that worked. And we found there was an old vinyl compilation that came through that for some reason was really valuable. And all it was was like 15 different versions of La Bamba. (laughs) And the owner of the shop was like, you need to check this because this is actually valuable and we got to make sure that it works. And I just stood there listening to La Bamba over and over and (laughs) over again. And I was like, this is I'm losing my mind. Like, this is driving me absolutely crazy. And it's like, you have to intently listen. It's not like oh, you I have can to passively... really focus because if it's bad, I, it, we can't sell it. And the most the most insulting part is that the record skipped on the last La Bamba. So I listened to the whole thing and then it skipped at the end and then we couldn't sell it. It was a total waste of my time. My God! So, so this song, at its core, only causes physical and emotional. Harm. I guess so. I don't know if we're we've tapped into something here. This is like we've established that it's an old public domain folk song. So maybe there's some real bad juju attached to this yeah. track. I don't know. Richie Valens did die in a plane crash. That's all I'm gonna Ooh. say. Yeah. Ooh. Los Lobos career never recovered. <laughs> Los Lobos. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't I'm... be talking about this right now. <laughs> Yeah, we are flirting. If something bad here. happens to the three of us after the release of this episode, you you guys are gonna know why. So well, I maybe want... we're bulletproof because we've already been harmed. That's true. Maybe I feel like a, I've it's already like a one strike deal. Yes, I'm already wearing the scar of La Bamba. Yeah, we're afflicted. <laughs> so I want to bring up real quick that there's also as we're talking about weird trauma, <laughs> the usage. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. It's not about me actually. The usage. The... Very rarely do we find like usage in other media for Weird Al songs. Right. There's two for Lasagna. One of them, all right, fine. It's apparently playing on the radio in the 2010 Yogi Bear movie. That's fine. This sentence (laughs) baffled me. In the second season of the NBC drama This Is Us, entitled The Car, the Pearson family sings the song to calm Rebecca, Mandy Moore's character's nerves, as they cross a bridge on their way to a Weird Al Yankovic concert. So, 
<laughs> so. Do any of us have firsthand knowledge of this? I've okay. never watched the show in my okay. life. <laughs> Here, no. Here's what I have to say, because this is, I'm so glad you brought it up. Seconds, <laughs> mere seconds before we started recording this episode, I fell deep down this rabbit hole about This Is Us, because oh, something no. I have not discussed on the show before, my ultimate teenage boy crush was Mandy mm. Moore. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved Mandy Moore. Fair. Uh, I was, just, I was all Alvin in. Deals, his I, most I would say I still movie. am all in on Mandy Moore. <laughs> I wish that I, I wanted her to do more music stuff. I hope that she does. Mm. I really liked her records, and then she went into yeah, acting. Me. Totally fine. I'm, I'm Team Mandy all the way. But the first thing that I read about this was on, I think it was Nathan Rabin's uh, website, who we have not really shouted out that much, but he deserves some credit because uh, for people who don't know, Nathan Rabin did the big squeeze. It was called right. He, uh, he basically yep. did a blog thing where he analyzed every owl song in a similar way to what we are doing but in blog format uh he did that years ago deserves much credit i have referenced his site before in preparation for these episodes but in that he mentioned that he heard that in this is us mandy moore sings lasagna and when i read the sentence mandy moore sings lasagna i was like stop everything i need to find this guys I, I looked it up. I was like, I have to find the episode. I found what the episode was. Yes. I signed up for a Hulu trial <laughs> so that I could watch this. And I watched it. And as you just correctly said, Matt, Mandy does not sing lasagna. <laughs> Mandy's family sing lasagna to her to calm Too her bad. down <laughs> as oh she is stressed out about being on a bridge. Uh, she doesn't like driving over bridges and there's construction on the bridge and she is upset that she's stuck on the bridge and the family tries to calm her down by singing lasagna. Everyone but Mandy Moore is singing lasagna. <laughs> and I felt a little bit shortchanged. <laughs> yeah, that would that, that's honestly devastating. And I think you now have earned your third. Yeah, that's your third. Uh, that trauma. counts as a third, lasagna a third lasagna trauma. related trauma. Right. And in my. <laughs> Uh, and so it really derailed the prep I was doing for this episode. I just went completely. It was like 45 minutes of me trying to find this. And then I even like scanned the rest of the episode. I'm like, maybe at the end she'll sing it. But no, she does not. It's <laughs> like she does credits. not sing lasagna. I know. And I think it's a pretty big episode. Like spoilers for This Is Us. But I think someone dies in that episode. I think it's like a real like pivotal moment. And it like winds okay, up with so, like a funeral so this sequence. this my question yeah. about this fact. Um, my impression of This Is Us, a, a show I've never seen. Yeah. But no, I had not seen it before this either. For, it always seems like it's extremely serious, very yeah. dramatic, very like emotionally wrought. Um, are there frequently moments like played for laughs? And I, yeah, was I, this I, played for laughs? I don't know. This, like, a in that moment, moment, it definitely was because the setup is they show a kid. It's actually very cool. One of the kids is in the backseat wearing a Weird Al lasagna T-shirt. Um, oh, does that exist? Uh, it's real? like uh, a picture of the seven, the single artwork, like on a T-shirt. Okay, I think okay. that's what it was. There's and Mandy is like, "Are you guys so excited for your first concert?" And they're like, "Yeah, Weird Al, hooray!" And then the bridge thing happens, and she's like panicking, and she has this moment. She's like, "Oh my god, please tell me I'm not going to die on the way to a Weird Al concert." <laughs> and the kid at the back is like, "Mom, do you not like Weird Al?" And the father's like, "Of course she likes Weird Al. Just calm down. Everything's fine." <laughs> <laughs> So um, it was a comedic moment in that thing. But no, my understanding is that the show is deadly serious and just everyone <laughs> dies all the time. So the way that so my experience with This Is Us is I love the um, the Best of Friends podcast hosted by Aaron Mallory Long and JC, Jamie Woodham. And they brought that up where they're like, here's the thing with This Is Us. The thing with This Is Us is that if you're not a person who takes filmmaking 
or television seriously, it's probably a very sad emotional show Mm -hmm. to watch. (laughs) If you're someone who has like any type of knowledge base of like storytelling, it's like so sad that it just becomes comedic to a certain level. Because you're just like, nothing can be this sad every episode for 45 straight minutes. It's like layers and layers of tragedy. That's what I've heard. I know, I think my parents or my mom at least watched it and really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it it always looked like it was an episode or a show where every episode is a very special episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. So I I did send both of you a link uh, that... While this was released as a second single, we know that Fat is the only music video that even worse got. But many years later, Al randomly on the Al Yankovic show or the Weird Al show decided to just make a 30 second version (laughs) of a music video. Yeah. Uh, It's wild. (laughs) I I went and hunted down the episode because uh, to, you know lessen my Weird Al cred. I've never sat and watched all of the Weird Al show, but I was like, oh, is there like a segue into this? Is there like something that comes after it? And now it's just sandwiched between like an Alex Trebek bit and some other (laughs) random video footage. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to, I think we've decided that since there's only 13 episodes of that show anyway, we might just treat that year that he did that show the same we would as treat an album as like, a just unit. like all right yeah, we'll yeah. do one episode at a time i guess yeah unless we watch the first one and be like maybe we can double up on this. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no it's interesting it makes me wonder like uh, he probably had a concept this is certainly such an obvious like uh, you see it in the video and for people who haven't seen you can look this up on youtube it's about 40 seconds worth of lasagna turned into a music video and it's very obvious. It's a family sitting around the table and Al's singing the song and everyone's eating food around him. Uh, it's easy to envision this being a full song video. And I wonder if they just didn't have the budget to make it happen. Yeah, I guess it is unusual that there wasn't more than one video. I was, say there was I'm trying to think, what was the other, like, was there another big single the, off of this I album? think this counted as a single, but it was like a radio only single. Like it didn't come out. There was, yeah. uh, I think Fat was the only video from this record. Am I Fat right about that? Fat is the only video from this record. According to Wiki, Lasagna and I think I'm a clone now were released as singles. Right. I can't imagine that that's true about I think I'm a clone now. I think that that's some like wishful thinking. It could have been. I mean, we saw before how it was like they, you know, there's to call it a single sometimes, especially at this point in music history, meant that they like sent it to radio and they were like, please play this song as a promotional like Mm -hmm. single for Al. So we, we had established like they did that for I Want a New Duck all the way back in the day, but that didn't get a video or anything. That was just a, hey, radio right. stations, if you feel like playing this song. Uh, and I don't think that they did. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if <laughs> so there's much. not a video that's... <laughs> They were yeah, like, no, if you. there's not a video making people talk, especially in the 80s and 90s for Al, yeah, I don't think they're sure. just playing a deep cut <laughs> Al track that they're claiming as a single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did learn that Lasagna was released as a three inch mini CD in Japan. What? 
I did see that Which is as now well. Something I need to have. have you guys ever seen those? They're like super small. The the uh, um, I haven't thought about mini CDs. Yeah. probably in twenty. I remember mini CDs, but that that dug something out of the corners of my brain. <laughs> there was a they local own, band that only, only sold the their albums school. as mini CDs. Yeah, they only work if you have an old school CD player where you can actually put the disc onto the yeah. the spinning thing in the center. Um, if you have one of those CD drives that like sucks the disc in, ooh, do not put in a three inch CD. <laughs> I I tried Your once shit will be and- broken. I spent a long time shaking it upside down oh, to get it's it bad. jostled it's not back good. out. You're making me wonder if I could put it into my old GameCube. Ooh, could, like, a GameCube would probably work. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the type of thing we're looking for. Or your old school non-skipping uh, uh, Walkman. It is still in a drawer See? because uh, it's you know it's a, it's a powerful object that I can't <laughs> throw out lest it dust me. that baby off. Head to eBay, get yourself this three inch. Yeah, I was looking it up on Discogs last night, and I was like, shut up, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a wise move. Yeah. Now's not the time to start your three-inch CD collection, probably. My, I, my one-off <laughs> three-inch CD collection. I'm, I'm sure we all read that when Al was writing the song originally, he wanted to try to do it all in Italian and then decided that it would be better to do the bad Italian accent. And a part of me so wishes he did it in Italian. <laughs> part of me, but I also... So I record a lot of podcasts. Sometimes I'm on mic, sometimes I'm not. My uncle's band does a, a podcast about just like their music and their wedding band and they share stories of like weird things that happen at weddings. And every once in a while they'll ask me to do like a segment to like fill out the episode. If they think they don't have enough mm-hmm. to like talk about, they'll say like, Hey, can you come up with like a game? So I actually to promote the podcast did a weird owl game with them where I would tell them the name of a song and they had to guess what the weird owl <laughs> song lyric change would have been That's for good. the chorus. That's a good game. And I put, you know, La Bamba in there. And yeah. I've got to tell you, especially because n- almost every guy in that band is like from a one generation removed Italian family that like immigrated here. <laughs> they thought stuff like, a your suppers already was like the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. <laughs> like, I think like, if we've learned nothing else in recent years about Italian Americans <laughs> is that they have zero chill about Italian references. Yeah. Like they love oh, yeah. it. You can they love pander it. so easily. <laughs> So yeah, that that's not surprising. It's not surprising. <laughs> I, I was just thinking of it through the lens of like, it would be such a deep, especially at this point in history, right? Imagine Al putting out a record in the 80s and it's entirely, there's a joke song that's completely in Italian. <laughs> I just feel like people would have been losing their minds, be like, I gotta, tr- I gotta translate this. Like, how can yeah, someone can help I me? We wouldn't have had the internet. It wouldn't have been as easy. Well, internet existed, but you know, it would have been a lot harder for people to figure out what he was saying in this song in Italian. It would have been such a deep sort of troll joke like it, it, the layers of comedy to it i don't know like i get it that's not a marketable joke <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> harder but um just on paper i love the idea of giving your fans like a challenge like that that's like hiding a message backwards in your song or something like that you yes. know what i mean it's like yeah. really making people work for it i love that idea i yeah. i would like the idea of like uh i just recently re-listened to the flight of the concords first full length and that, that mm. kicks off with the song that's like broken french like it's just like the random french words that they know and it's like i would love that too where it's just like here are just common italian phrases that everybody knows but the song means absolutely nothing because there's no ability to connect them like i think literally right. one it of just the, sounds so beautiful yeah like literally one of the lyrics in the play of the concord song is just biblioteca discotheca <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's, like, <laughs> it's all the words you learned from an introductory 
it's you from know, Muzzy. Spanish. From the yeah, Muzzy exactly. commercials yeah. when you Muzzy. were a child. Muzzy oh, el grande. <laughs> Yes, those children are speaking French, but they're not French. They're American. <laughs> Did I tell this story on this podcast before about me watching Muzzy and no. going to and going to Montreal? I didn't tell this story. Did you like get the Muzzy tapes? No, I didn't get the Muzzy tapes, but they ran that commercial all Just, the time. And I think about that kid. Oh my god, I'm gonna butcher. And the very like, first line, exactly. The very first line of the Muzzy commercial was this little kid going, "Je suis la jeune and pointing at herself, <laughs> and then it cuts to the woman going, yes, that's French these kids are speaking, and no, they're not French, they're American. They're American. And I went, when I was 18 years old, to Montreal with some friends, because I had a friend who was at McGill University up there, and we went to visit him. It was the only French phrase I knew, and so I walked around <laughs> saying it, and for people who don't know, I found out, after saying it a bunch in Montreal, that what that means is, I am the little girl Je suis la jeune vie. And I just went around saying it because the only French phrase I knew and someone local had to tell me, he's like, do you know what you're saying? It's like, Incredible. cool. I have definitely done everything right on my trip to Montreal. That's I, literally like your I, I am that. the machine Burt Kreischer story, yeah, exactly. but on a way lower oh level. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, uh, I studied abroad in Tokyo when I was in college and I learned while taking Japanese during that, that there's like masculine and feminine forms of saying certain phrases and yeah, words yeah, and yeah. certain terms that only like feminine or masculine people say and my favorite party trick was going around to bars with my our japanese uh, uh like the students that we were in school with and saying things mixed like i would say in a very feminine way that i'm super masculine and they would get <laughs> dramatically upset with me <laughs> they're like no the cognitive dissonance of this yeah, I is couldn't so handle it. wrong i love that but i thought it was the funniest thing in the world i'm realizing that we have been talking for 25 minutes and we haven't talked much about lasagna <laughs> no uh, we've covered we but we had a lot to get off our chest i we think did, for this we song did. i i we, personally we started on a tangent so i think this is yeah uh, yeah no it's totally great <laughs> so i for for a little bit of lasagna talk before we attempt to do some rankings here um <laughs> So with the song Lasagna, are there, there's a few things that I wrote down. I, I love the accordion intro. Like the actual instrumentation throughout yes. this song is awesome. I wrote down, I think that the middle of this song, the bridge of this song or solo, whatever you want to call it, is the best example of Al's accordion playing so far in his career. Yeah. Like it is yeah, just a really beautiful. beautifully done part. Like he is crushing it. And then that's followed by like a um, flamenco style guitar part by Jim West. Yeah. Fantastic. Like there's, it, the this is really solo. well done. Even the gurgling solo is very Even impressive the, to me. <laughs> Even the gurgling solo. In, in my notes, is this the first time Al gargles in a song? <laughs> Actually, I think it is. I think you're right. I think it's the first gurgling solo. You're right. Good call. Good call. We're going to have to keep track. Yeah, on, no, I, we're tracking yeah, gargling from now on. Yeah. I can think of two. <laughs> yeah, no, there's more for sure coming up. Yeah, we don't want to spoil the gargling for people, no, but no, it's coming. No, please don't. <laughs> this is why we bring guests on episodes like this. Give, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you should have your next guest have to bring their own gargling solo. There you go. Those. There you go. I like that I idea. I will not be doing it. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I will happily make this a requirement for the future yes, people. I will, I will cause the chaos, but... <laughs> Please do with it what you will. But no, I love that we get to hear Al play accordion in a like a totally different style. Yeah, in a really traditional sense. Like he's just doing this very yeah. traditional part. And again, you know, we haven't talked about it directly, but the obvious, like the the real I mean, there are funny lines in this song, of course, and there's great lyrics, but the the great joke of this song is that he is taking this quintessentially Spanish 
or Mexican, I should actually say, I believe it's originally Mexican. Yeah, a, I, a I, traditionally I Mexican it. song and just flipping the culture, like doing it exactly the same, but picking a different culture to reference in the same way is a more interesting than I would have ever originally given it credit for as a kid. Like this is a great example of like, you know, it's got goofy, funny lyrics that you can just grab onto on its own. But the idea of taking this very cultural track and turning it on its head and just giving it a different cultural identity is is really, really funny and interesting. It's well, it's like yeah, we've... for ignorant people like me, I'm then surprised that it's not. Italian. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's but we've talked about that before and we'll talk about it a million times after like there there's there's nothing that's accidental I think in in no, Al's yeah. songwriting like it is so very overly intentional um and we've talked about uh, literally last week like I still keep thinking about the idea of like that bridge and I think I'm a clone now being semi autobiographical <laughs> Wow. Yeah, because I you do sometimes hear him mention Weird Al in the third person. Yeah. He is like, yes. I mean, like, I think like most performers, he is a persona. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he's thinking about Alfred versus Al. Yeah, yeah, we definitely talked about in a lot of his media. You really can tell like when he does visual stuff like the complete Al or even weird. Mm-hmm. He definitely thinks of Weird Al as a different person than himself. Like he likes Absolutely. to dissociate like, that yeah. way. Yeah, it's the person that can like completely let go. Yeah, and then he can even mock himself. He can mock the yes. entity of Weird Al and the celebrity around it and all that stuff in this detached way, which yeah. I love. Yeah, I I was yeah. thinking about that the other day because I was thinking that there might be. I was thinking about all of the different shows I produce, and there's part of me that was like, I think I would have an easier time getting Weird Al to appear on literally any other show I produce. <laughs> but this <laughs> one, because I think that there is a part of him that's like, I don't like, like it is a separate person, and he doesn't want to have to show up as Weird Al to talk about Weird Al. He wants yeah. to be Alfred. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, I, I can like, sort of man. see that. I, I remembered hearing uh, uh, there was an interview with Paul McCartney I heard a while ago who said that like very early on in his career he had to do a thing in his brain where he had to split himself and be like paul mccartney the guy on stage versus paul mccartney the person who is a dad who is at home and who's just like a guy he's like because i can't if you live every day of your life like the person on stage you, you how can you possibly function in the world like you're a monster you you can't well, do that you I need, need to, to be able it, to separate yourself that's where you have the people who die young. You know what I mean? Like, I, true, like yeah. I love Chris Farley to death. Chris Farley tried too much to be Chris Farley on stage 24-7. Yeah. You have like, to be able to turn you know, it off. It's self-preservation, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and, so and to keep the people around you feeling sane, because I don't think they need to be around yeah. most personas. That's the thing, right? If you're a dad, you can't like say to your kid, like, do you know who I am? <laughs> I wrote <Yeah>. yesterday. <laughs> so clean your room. <laughs> it's even like when you bring your like when you're at home and, and someone you you've never worked around like your spouse or your friends hears your work voice yeah. and they're like oh, who the hell is that yeah exactly having to do the first like session of working from home during the pandemic while living with my parents <laughs> and then having to hear matt on the phone calls with like an important person like who is that child <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> Yeah, like I've had to give important presentations at my living room table. <laughs> yeah. My husband will be like, what was that? <laughs> so wait a minute, Matt. I have to swing it back just slightly. Are you saying, because you referenced the I think I'm a clone now, like Weird Al talking about himself. You think there's, is there something autobiographical in lasagna? I mean, maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> you th- you let's dig is... into these lyrics real quick. Let, let, yeah, let's dig into these lyrics. He, let's he dig might in. have a cousin actually, Luigi. Uh... We don't know. We're going to manja on these lyrics. <laughs> I did hear um, he was on another podcast that is like more food centric, and they were asking tons of rapid fire questions about his connections to uh, of like a million of his food songs. Mm. And with lasagna, the guy was trying to. Uh, to get Al to agree that because he was mentioning all these other dishes to be like, if you don't like lasagna, it's fine. Whatever. Eat all this other stuff. He was like, I hate lasagna. So do you also hate lasagna? And I was like, no, <laughs> like, lasagna's fine. <laughs> I did read a thing that apparently after this song came out, Al actually had to put in his touring rider. Yes. No lasagna in dressing rooms. <laughs> Cause I think he was just getting lasagna all the time. Uh, Cause people yeah, assumed like this guy must love cheap- lasagna. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was a cheap thing to feed a lot of people. Yeah. So the the whoever his tour manager was at the time was I think protecting him yeah. from too many cheap meals. Oh god. But that did remind me that uh like one of my worst food experiences that I can remember was a lasagna. Ooh. I And it was it was um my mom had gifted me one of those frozen Stouffer's vegetable lasagnas. Yeah. And th- those things weigh like 30 pounds. They're absolutely enormous. So it takes forever for them to cook. And then it was unspeakably bad. Yeah. Like it was actual garbage food. And I think me and my husband just choked it down, yeah. shoved it in the fridge for as long as was socially acceptable <laughs> to keep leftovers and then just mercifully threw it back into the trash from whence it came. Yeah. Like it was rancid. I, I feel like lasagna of all of the Italian foods <laughs> is the easiest one where it can either be phenomenal or hot, like you can fuck up a lasagna so yeah. much easier than like spaghetti. And it's <laughs> so common, but it's, and it's interesting because it's so common. Like a frozen lasagna, even like a single serving, is such a common thing to see. And yeah, it's not good because when you reheat it, like the noodles just become mush. Yeah, and it's just like a like you're eating yeah. a pile of mush. There's no textural consi- like there's. It's just oh god, yeah. No, I I totally agree. Do not recommend yeah, frozen lasagna, guys. You got to no, get the good stuff. Do not. Go to a restaurant, make it yourself. Exactly, yeah. I've recently made a bomb lasagna, though, so now I have extremely positive connotations. With there you go. You got to put the work in, though. It's it's a process, yes. you know. Take some time, yes. and you yeah, know that, that Stouffer's the... lasagna was my second lasagna-related <laughs> trauma. So, oh god, yeah. This is Kelly also uh, advertising her catering business exclusively bomb lasagnas <laughs> for yeah. your next family function. Yeah, bomblasagna.com. <laughs> Uh, Let me give myself more procrastination technique. <laughs> well, you know uh, that the narrator of this song is not doing frozen lasagna. This is no. all legit stuff. No, this is this a is, this is a real feast. This is someone spending all day making Sunday gravy and exactly really putting in the work. Exactly. Would not tolerate uh, frozen lasagna. No. Never. Samada you. Samada you. Samada you. Samada you. I love that line. This is this is one of the more easily quotable Al songs. Oh, it's so sure. I know, and it's funny because we're not even really talking about the lyrics, but it is like because it's just like one Italian reference after another. He he basically just figured out that all of these Italian dishes end with <laughs> they all they all rhyme because yes. they all end with like with an ah sound. Um, yeah, it's so an ah or an e depending yeah, on which exactly. verse. Yes. It's like, but it's kind of culturally perfect, right? Like it's just a bunch of like frenetic 
random things as if he's like yelling at the 20 different family members that are in the house that are all doing and paying attention to different things. So he's like, hey, you need some fettuccine. You don't like zucchini? Okay. <laughs> and that's why the video, even the short version of the video works so well because it really is like this song, you can pick, see it in your head and it's totally there. It's just this person yelling and handing dishes from person to person and or more more throwing throwing yeah, yeah exactly the spaces, very aggressive yeah. food yeah. handling but we also yeah, big big feeding culture yes we've also learned from doing this show that there's always like one video that gets all of the budget behind it and then like these very <laughs> low so it would be totally on point that if they did make a video it would be this like let's just rent a black box theater make it look like a New York Italian family's put a table apartment, in the middle pop a table yes. and just not leave this location. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally, totally, um, absolutely. All right, are we ready to to do our rankings here, Matt? I think that we are. Capiche, Paisan. <laughs> <laughs> I found like even worse has been the most difficult one for me to rank most of these. Um, I mean, we're coming off of me putting I Think I'm a Clone now as my number one, which is just the most chaotic ranking I've done in a really long time. Wait, that's your number one ever? Parody song, right yeah, right now. At, at this point in Al's career, I put that as my number one. It's also my most listened to Al song three years running on Spotify somehow. So. I, yeah, I do remember that being a song that I would just sit around and listen to because I think uh, I, I had never heard the original for many, many years. Um, and now it's one of those songs where there's truly zero percent of my brain that's committed to the original lyrics. It's only the parody version that I remember. Yeah, it's just like a very pleasant song. It's yeah. that's I think it's just an easy song to put on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's not too much work to listen to. I, yeah, I, I've decided. I've I've okay. found my place for it. I'm gonna We're, put this kind of smack in the middle, but also not around other food songs, which is interesting because we've been finding that food songs tend to go Water. together but yeah. i'm gonna put it right here just below ricky and just above king of suede okay i think that's where it's gonna fit for me i i, I think that's uh it's a solid it's it's like right in the middle there of like solid super fun very clever not as clever as his most clever material <laughs> but but very enjoyable I'm so with, for you, especially Ricky considering how Sonia. how traumatized that I am by this track, I'm impressed <laughs> that I even ranked it that high because that that took a lot of courage for me. The forgiveness within. I, I'm I'm trying to come from a place of forgiveness and openness and like you know, <laughs> we, we can all move on together. Yes, <laughs> mine is We're healing today. Yeah, mine's exactly. still in that food cluster, um, but high on the food cluster. Hey, I'm, there you go. I'm putting it in between eat it and addict it to spuds. Okay. Um, so that's that's putting it in my top ten right now. Which yeah, that's is definitely that's, not the case with lasagna for you, but wow. no, not um, quite top ten. But I, I, you know, again, not I, I do really enjoy this song. Oh, I, I will aside. also say that I don't think that lasagna will stay in the top ten. I think that <laughs> I think that we've got a couple coming up in the next few albums that will like gently nudge yeah. it out. But you like this better than Addicted to Spud? See, that surprises me. I, I'm just I, putting, so I'm, there. You go. I have to try to separate it in my brain because. The Addicted to Spuds episode might be my favorite episode we've recorded of like almost anything. <laughs> so I'm like, do I like now that song or do I like I these say, phrase yeah. of talking about it? So uh, Kelly, right. you've been on the show before, so you know how these rankings go. So, okay. So I get to place this song wherever I want and then I get to move something. Yeah. Right? Oh, me oh my. Because there's uh, some interesting elements of this list right now is having like eat it directly in the middle of this ranking right under Nature Trail to Hell, which I think are very powerful yeah. entries. I think I will throw lasagna 
maybe between I Lost on Jeopardy and King of Suede. Oh, pretty low. All right. No, that's like right in the middle. I think it's like middle in the middle-ish. I think that's, I, 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 that sounds like about where I was thinking of it as well. Yes, I, yeah. I agree with you. And I would say that because there are so many things above it that I think just do outclass it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even though I think lasagna is like excellent. Yeah. Do you think that there's, there's things above it like Nature Trail to Hell yeah. and I Lost on Jeopardy yeah. and Yoda yeah. and things you just cannot move. Yeah, agreed. Now, is there anything you want to move around on that list? So am I able to like do a swap seat? Can I do like any sort of reconfiguring on any you? anything? Or is it just like moving one. You thing? can put one song somewhere else. Okay. Okay. I believe I'm going to move Nature Trail to Hell mm-hmm. up to the three slot. Okay. Ooh, I like that. I'm, I'm on board. But that, that's underneath Yoda, that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. looking into the Current future. Being one more minute, Yoda, and I'm saying now Nature Trail. Perfect. To hell. All Th- right. That's great because at this moment, uh, Nature Trail to Hell is my number three as well. And Matt's yeah. number three. Love we all it. agree Nature Trail to Hell is number three. <laughs> Phenomenal. It is fantastic. It's also the song that I was too intimidated to draw for the illustrated album <laughs> because. Mm. I didn't have enough time, and I wasn't sure I could do it justice in that period of time. There's, well, there's a lot that of is a beautiful there's a lot of meat segue. on the bone for that one. <laughs> that is a yeah, beautiful segue to it, talk about. If you yeah. haven't picked up your copy copy of the illustrated Al yet, there you go. Uh, what now are what are segues. some songs? <laughs> what are some songs that you should definitely flip to the pages of when you're looking at the illustrated Al? <laughs> oh well, I did a few of them. If you're so inclined, <laughs> um, yeah, I got to illustrate since you've been gone. Ooh which I will say I chose both because it's a song that I love and laugh at every time I listen to it, which I think is a pretty rare case. Uh, But also it was the shortest one and I had like a month. So (laughs) I really protected myself there in banging out four full color pages. Uh, But no, I had a blast working on that song and really just uh, crafting all the ways that I had to mutilate Al, which I... I just kept trying to think of the things that made me laugh while I was drawing and just do that on yeah. paper because I, I had to put him through the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> and I really just, I gave myself a, a before and after image. So I drew what he started with and, and how he should end up and just did all the maiming in between. <laughs> I love that. I love, love that. It. Well, love it. Love it. I'm sure we'll have you on to do since you've been gone when we get to the bad hair day, Ooh. but obviously Kelly, we love having you on here. Always yes. an open door to join us. If yeah. there's, if you're ever like, ooh, I know that you're coming up to this album and I have some strong opinions on Blank Song, you are, yes. you are. I think I speak for both of us when I say you're one of our absolute favorite guests. This was great. To have As you show. said, this was a real healing episode for me. I feel better than <laughs> yes. when I started. So I hope we all, this has been very meditative. Agreed. This has been very soothing. Agreed. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm not at all like massaging my ankle out of uh, just PTSD no, no. at all right now. But no, I, I, I hope none of us, not, nothing befalls any of us. Oh, I hope, oh, mama, mama Mia. I hope, I hope nothing befalls yeah. us. I, I think what we've learned is you have to be actively listening to a version of this song for something to go terribly yes. wrong. When, you, when listening to this fair. song, exercise caution. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 